Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. On the Simply Living for Him podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it is about our life on our little hobby farm out here in the country, or homeschooling, or my faith. Everything I talk about here is just kind of um, all relating back to the idea of living simply. But most of you will know that when I talk about living simply, it is because I am trying to point others to Jesus. And that means that we live simply so that we can get rid of distractions in our lives to focus more clearly on Him. Today I wanted to talk about something sort of a little bit different on this podcast. Just a little bit of a tidbit about me, but also sort of relating it to the whole idea of living simply. And I wanted to talk about um, my lifestyle of living gluten-free. Now, you may think when you hear that, "Uh uh-oh, she's super crunchy mama and she's going to talk about, you know, all this healthy stuff. Well, that's not really true at all. (laughs) And you'll hear why in a minute. But I really just thought today I'd give you a little bit of a snippet about um, why I eat gluten-free and why I have been eating gluten-free for almost three years now and why I am probably the most unlikely person to ever eat that way, but what it has done for me. And, you know, um, you'll hear why I thought it was a bunch of hooey to do some such a, such a thing, but now I have lived that way for almost three years. So this is going to be a little bit of a different podcast. It's not going to be such a deep faith-filled podcast. It's just a little bit of a snippet that I thought I would share Um, And believe me, I am not at all promoting the gluten-free lifestyle. I promise you I'm not selling anything. Uh, If you love your bread, I encourage you to eat all the gluten you can if you want. That's that's totally up to you. I just thought I would share the um, reasons that I've gone gluten-free, how it has helped me in my life, and um, why I continue to do so, and how I do that. And, you know, this all sort of does tie into the whole simplifying thing because I wanted to talk about how our family really lives sort of simply when it comes to meals as well. I am sometimes amazed at the amount of information on the internet, on TV, in magazines, everywhere. If you really think about how much of an emphasis as a society we put on food, right? It is everywhere. People are obsessed with food, whether it's dieting, whether it's being a foodie, whether it's meal planning, whether it's, um, you know, these people that are preparing meals like, you know, 30 meals in a day for the whole month to freezer meals and all those things. We are obsessed with food. (laughs) And sometimes I laugh because I think, wow, years ago, people just wanted to put a roof over their family's heads and feed their family, you know, generations ago. And here we have entire TV stations devoted to decorating our homes, not just putting a roof over our head, and feeding our families in a whole bunch of new ways. You know, we're not just looking to survive. We are now completely... um, over that and we are just inundated with food and like I said we'll have a whole TV station dedicated to food there are TV shows dedicated to food there are magazines and books and websites and blogs and Instagram accounts so many things about food our family is you know we enjoy our food but I would very much say that um, we are not 
into that whole craze of, you know, meal planning or planning ahead and doing all these big shops to freeze your meal and all that stuff. Not to say that those things aren't great. I mean, those things can be very helpful in keeping your sanity, I'm sure, as a mom or a homeschool mom or a working mom or however, you know, your lifestyle is and how you need to feed your family. But for me, it's just way too complicated. <laughs> I make a meal plan. I've talked about this before, usually during the school year. Right now, I don't have much of one going on. But really, the gist of our meal plan has always been like really boring and really easy. And I've said this before, but my kids don't want Pinterest perfect recipes. They just want to eat, right? And I certainly don't even want to foster that whole idea in them that like food is this big deal and we need to, you know, revolve everything around what's for dinner tonight. I think it's important sitting around the table as a family I think that is extremely important and the time together is important, but I don't think what I serve is nearly as important as that. And, you know, again, if you look back and you just sort of think back to how far our society has come and how much we have changed from moms just striving to get a meal on the table, back in the pioneer days, it meant cooking all day long (laughs) just to get a meal on the table. And, um, you know, to really just being able to provide healthy and nourishing meals for our family to now, of course, our society takes everything to the extreme and we have, you know, all kinds of recipes, all kinds of meal planning, all kind of emphasis on food. And like I said, in our family, we don't really go too overboard with that. We like our food and we like to eat and we like our treats here and there. But I am just not all about um, getting into a big fancy system of how I'm going to feed my family. So we basically, my meal planning, if I were to have one, and I generally during the school year try to make a meal plan, um, and it's really simple. It's like pasta on Sundays, Mondays will be soup, Tuesdays will be tacos, Wednesdays will be uh let's see like a mexican meal thursdays is always the crock pot chicken fridays is pizza saturdays is you know maybe like leftovers or whatever depending or usually we'll have company actually on the weekends or something like that honestly that would be like the extent of my meal plan is that we have a little theme for each day and i just plug in different recipes if it's mexican night then i'll plug in enchiladas burritos quesadillas taco night is tacos Soup night would be, you know, our potato soup or chili, which isn't really soup, but same thing for my family. That's what they would consider, something like that. Or, you know, maybe a macaroni and bean soup, um, pasta. My family absolutely loves pasta. We're not big meat eaters at all. We only really eat chicken. So they would, you know, a pasta night would be different sauces, maybe Alfredo sauce one evening. The next time it might be, you know, like a baked ziti or stuffed shells or ravioli or um, mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese. Um, And I just kind of plug in those different things to the theme. I don't want to foster in my kids this idea that like life revolves around the dinner table. Not putting down the dinner table, not putting down enjoying your food. But I just, you know, I just don't see the importance of like devoting so much time and energy to it. So that would bring me back to the whole gluten-free thing and why I do that. And I just thought I would share with that because I've been gluten-free almost three years. I am definitely not a proponent of gluten-free. I'm not even out there to tell anybody that it will work for them. I don't even know why it works for me, but it does. And uh, three years ago, I've always suffered from terrible headaches since I was a kid. And 
always. I can remember going to the nurse's office, you know, when I was a kid in school and always having my head down on the desk and getting ice for my head and getting a CAT scan when I was in like seventh grade to check on why I was always getting all these headaches. And I remember if it was too hot, I felt like I got a headache. If I was too hungry, I felt like I got a headache. You know, if uh, whatever it was, it was raining, I felt like I got a headache. If I was too tired, I felt like I got a headache. It just seemed like I could never really pinpoint the triggers. But as a kid, I often got headaches and that followed me into my teen years, my college years, and my adult years. And um, so a couple of years ago, I sort of was at the end of my rope because I was almost basically feeling like I had a headache almost every day when I woke up. I was always very headachey, I would say, you know, like kind of hurt behind my eyes. And then I would get maybe several times a week a full-blown headache. And it was always on one side of my head. It was always like the same type of headache. And it would ruin my day. And I felt like my kids were going to be remembering mommy needing to lay down because she had a headache all the time. And it wasn't just the headache. It was feeling very tired often. Um, you know, just not having a lot of energy. Definitely always felt like after lunch, I would crash. And I'm not a big lunch person. Again, going back to simple, I don't eat like a big lunch. It's for me, it would be like crackers. And I hate to admit this, but sometimes like chips, that's my lunch. I know it's terrible. <laughs> but you know, crackers and cheese or, you know, just like a snack. I don't usually have a big lunch, but even so with that, I would feel like after I ate lunch, I would crash. And so I kept thinking, is it something I'm eating? So for years, I would always try different things. I tried to eliminate coffee to see if caffeine was the problem with my headaches. That was really difficult for me because I love my coffee. Um, I have to say, when I was pregnant, I hardly ever had headaches. So, you know, is it a hormonal thing? Possibly. But I always felt great. I didn't have headaches. I had a lot of energy at my last pregnancy. I wouldn't say in all the pregnancies I felt great because actually my first pregnancy, I was very sick with morning sickness and all that. But I remember just, you know, in that good part of your pregnancy where you feel good, not having headaches and that tired feeling. So anyway, a couple of years ago, I was kind of at the end of my rope. I was just tired of feeling like, oh, mommy has a headache. Mommy has to go lie down. I felt like I was telling my kids that all the time, you know, like be quiet. Mommy has a headache. I had tried eliminating chocolate at one time from my diet. That didn't seem to help. Um, but I tried that for a little while. Thankfully, it didn't help. <laughs> and then I had read about somebody saying that gluten-free diet might help headaches. And I thought there's no way I could go gluten-free. There is absolutely no way because most of my diet at that time consisted of gluten. I don't eat a lot of meat. So for me, pasta is, you know, a huge meal. Like I said, for our family, the only meat we really eat is chicken and maybe like a couple times of year turkey we'll have, but I, we don't eat red meat. Um, and that's just a preference. Again, I'm not like a proponent of not eating red meat or a vegetarian or anything. It's just our preference. So anyway, for me to go gluten-free seemed impossible. Like bread was everything to me. Pasta was everything to me. Crackers were everything to me. So I didn't think that was ever possible. And so one day I read about this gluten-free and I thought, you know what? I was in this time where I was getting a ton of headaches. So I said, I can try it and see how I feel. I literally thought that I would try it for one day and I would throw in the towel because I'm very big at like hearing about something and saying, oh, that sounds great. And then trying it and, you know, the novelty wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> So I thought I would try it and I did for one day. And I noticed the next day I had a lot of energy and I was like, hmm, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. So I kept doing it. Three days in, I literally felt different. Now, 
I do not, I am the last person I would say to really think that this would work because I'm very skeptical of things and I would be like, yeah, sure. That's a bunch of hooey. I don't believe any of that gluten-free stuff. If it wasn't for me and how I felt in my body, I would not believe it. So if I was listening to this podcast right now, I would not believe me either. But I have to say, because it's my body and I know how I feel and how I went from feeling awful to better, that there was really something to this. So, you know, three days in, I thought, well, it's just a big change in my body. I'm sure once my body gets used to it, I'm going to start getting headaches again. Well, I'm almost at three years. It will be three years in September that I went gluten-free and I feel completely different from how I felt in the, um, in, in the previous time before I went gluten-free with the headaches. I definitely have more energy. I rarely get headaches. I'm talking going from headaches almost daily and definitely like a bad headache that would ruin my day more than once a week to having a headache every so often. And the definite pattern I've noticed, the change, is that I rarely get them. I don't wake up feeling headachey anymore at all. I rarely get the headaches like I used to, but I have noticed when I get one, there is an enormous pattern. Like it happens every single time, this pattern of I'll feel like I'm getting a headache the first day. The second day, I feel like I have a full-blown headache. And then the third day, it's sort of on its way out. So there's like two days where it's sort of there and then the one day in the middle where it sort of peaks. But I know that's the pattern and I don't know what triggers that now, but it happens every so often. I would say, I don't know, maybe every four months, even maybe if that. So I'll take that any day from going like every two days of getting a bad headache and it ruining my day. I don't know the science behind it. I don't know if it's a coincidence, but after this long, I really think there was some kind of maybe sensitivity I was having with it. So how did I go from being so dependent on pastas and breads and all that to going gluten-free? Well, in the beginning, I'll have to say, I'm going to be totally honest, I ate tortilla chips like all the time (laughs) because I could. And, um, you know, but as time has gone on, I do incorporate some gluten-free products into my diet, but I try not to too much because I know that those are probably just as bad for you than the regular, you know, um, pasta or whatever. So if if I'm making pasta for the family, I'll make myself gluten-free. But it really has not been nearly as difficult for me as I thought it would be. I do buy gluten-free breads if I'm just in the mood to have like a sandwich, but still it will never compare to the gluten, I mean to the regular bread. But I have to say that the difference in how I feel is so much more important to me than the food. So I'm just like, I look at it as it's just food, I, I'll get over it, you know? I don't want to feel sick all the time, so I would much rather feel great and you know, I don't want to risk eating something just for like a temporary pleasure of food so that, you know, that I'm going to feel sick the next day. It's so not worth it. And, you know, there are certain things that are hard. Like if we have friends over and we all order pizza or we go out and, you know, you want to grab a slice of pizza somewhere. And if they don't have a gluten-free option, that can be hard. But really, I'd rather just go without than get a headache. I'd rather just say, that's right, I'll eat something later than get a headache. I've learned to adapt really well, I think, to understanding that, you know, how I feel is so much more important to me than, like I said, a temporary pleasure of a meal. I just, I like food. I enjoy eating. 
I, you know, it's all that, but it's not worth it to me to eat something and then feel sick for a couple of days or whatever. So that is how I have managed to go gluten-free. Am I super healthy? Absolutely not, because there's a lot of things that are gluten-free naturally or that are gluten-free that are not healthy, like ice cream. You know, I, I was eating ice cream like daily because I felt like, well, I can't have uh, <laughs> all my other typical gluten f- foods, so I'm just going to have to eat ice cream. But I've, I've sort of managed over the three years now to um, even out and to, you know, still balance some treats with just regular foods. And of course, you know, fruits, vegetables, all those things um, are not, they don't have gluten. So we can eat that. Lentils, beans, I love those kinds of things. I'm a cheeseaholic. I love cheese. That's, you know, all things I can eat. So it really hasn't been that bad. Actually, I've had incorporated a little bit more meat even into my diet than before because I sort of almost crave it now. Um, But I still don't eat red meat, but I would eat, you know, more chicken now than I ever did before. And um, especially if I'm hungry, I'll eat anything when I'm hungry. (laughs) So that is why I eat gluten-free and it has worked for me. And I just, you know, wanted to kind of talk about that today because I've brought it up a couple of times on the blog and I've had a few people ask me about it. So when I was thinking about a topic today, I thought, you know what, I'll talk about that. And also I did just want to tie in that whole idea of simple meals and simple, um, you know, meal planning and how it doesn't have to be complicated. We don't have to get all caught up in what the internet is doing, right? Everybody out there is showing you the new best way to meal plan. I think our grandmothers had the greatest meal plan ever. Put food on the table and the kids will eat it. (laughs) It doesn't have to be fancy, you know, especially if you're a mom in that season of life and a homeschooling mom or a working mom. In your season of life, your kids want you, not Chef Boyardee. You know, Chef Boyardee? No, that's not a good chef. Let's see, Julia Child, somebody like that. You know, they don't, they don't need you to be a fancy chef. They just want mom. And, um, I, like I said, don't want to instill in my kids that food is the be all end all. You know, I wouldn't go too much into this because I feel like I'll be stepping on a lot of toes, but think about what the Bible has to say about gluttony and about food, right? And then look at the way our society is and the emphasis we put on food. We need to be careful with how much of an emphasis. And again, I love food. I love to eat. I love Doritos. I love ice cream. I'm being totally real here. And I'll eat those things up. And sometimes I can be gluttonous with those things. So don't think I'm judging or condemning. Just kinds of thoughts I have sometimes about um, how our society is and how I can be, but I don't want to get caught up in that, you know, in that whole food thing. So if you're out there and you're seeing people on the internet that are meal planning and have it all together and there's these blogs dedicated to, you know, all kinds of ways to supposedly make it easier for your family to eat. Just remember, our grandmothers didn't have any of those things, and they did just fine. And you can too. It doesn't have to be complicated. Our families just want to be fed. And if you have any questions about gluten-free, I would say ask me, but I certainly am not the expert because I, again, am not saying that this works for everybody, I still don't even know why it works for me. But it has sort of changed my whole relationship, you know, with food. I Like I said, I will often, people say, oh, is, wouldn't you rather just like, you know, give in and have the pizza while you're out with your friends? No, I would rather be with my friends and not have the pizza because it's really not that big of a deal. I'd rather, you know, enjoy the people I'm with than worry about what I'm eating and, you know, still feel good. It's so not worth feeling badly just for a moment of pleasure. Now, I'm a sinner too because here I am saying to myself right now, well, what if somebody told you you had to give up coffee for those headaches? Could you do it? 
<laughs> sure, I could give up gluten, but I don't know. Ask me to give up my coffee. I guess it's baby steps. Thankfully, right now, coffee agrees with me. But again, not condemning, not convicting, just thoughts that I have, you know, even for myself. So I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. You know, I feel like I'm being all countercultural, countercultural, and uh, counter internet right now, talking about being a non food planning and a non. Uh, you know, meal planning or preparing meals and, you know, recipes and all that, because I'm saying here to keep it simple, but it's just, it's, it's, you got to look at it as do we live to eat or do we eat to live, right? I eat to live. I enjoy it, but I'm not, you know, living to eat. And I don't want to pass that down to my kids either. So what do you guys think about that? Are you out there, you know, meal planning and, and, you know, what's all this uh, freezer meals and all these recipes? Or are you like me? Do you just like to keep it simple, feed your family, have more time for the things that really matter? And that is sitting around the table and having, you know, great quality time with people. Just this evening, we had our first dinner out on our deck and it was tacos it wasn't anything fancy but we enjoyed sitting outside because it's a beautiful summer evening nice and cool um we just enjoyed sitting there you know and listening to the birds while we ate our dinner and laughing and it wasn't about what was on the table it was so simple it was tacos and I actually made since I don't uh, we don't eat red meat. We have like the fake, we call it fake taco meat, you know, the Morningstar Farms grillers. And then actually that has gluten in it. So for me, I make, um, and my husband actually has been eating gluten-free with me. I make um, lentils and I cook them down and I add the taco seasoning to them and we stick that in our tacos. And we have just, you know, little fixins on top and some chips on the side and a little bit of corn and rice and we're done. Nothing fancy, no recipe doesn't take a lot of planning, doesn't take a lot of preparation, but the time spent around the table is priceless. So how do you guys handle meal planning out there? Um, let me know. Comment on the blog. Comment on the Facebook page. Comment. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, I would appreciate it if you would write a review about the blog, um, the podcast and, and rate the podcast because that really helps get the podcast out there. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please share them with your friends. Um, and I would love to you know connect with more people so that we can share our message here from Simply Living for Him about having less stuff doing more real things and mostly as simply living for him my whole mission is to help people clear the clutter in their lives lessen the distractions in their lives so they can see things more clearly that matter and most of all so that they can see Jesus more the less stuff we have and the less we desire of this world the more we will see Jesus actually I should say the more we desire him naturally, the less we will want of this world, right? So I encourage you to join me over at Simply Living for Him on the Facebook page or on the blog at www.simplylivingforhim.com. Also, I have a YouTube channel. I've been uploading all my live videos from Facebook. You can go check that out. And this month over on Facebook, I'm doing live videos and just kind of having discussion on the blog about simple summer. That's our June theme and how we're keeping our summer simple. Nothing has to be complicated. Let's just enjoy summer the old-fashioned way and talking about unplugging intentionally a little bit here and there. So you can also follow along on Instagram. I've been posting some photos there 
showing you how we're enjoying our simple summer. And um, I would love to follow along with you guys. So use the hashtag simple summer or unplugged summer so I can follow along with you guys or tag me over there on Instagram at Simply Living for Him. Um, also, we have our Simply Living for Him retreat coming up in just a little over a month now. I'm very excited to get away with about 32 other women right now we have signed up to go to the lodges at Gettysburg in beautiful Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, where we're going to seek the Lord for just about two days together. And we'll talk about living more simply, but we're mostly going to talk about how we can um, hear more of Jesus in this very noisy and loud, distracting world, how we can seek him above the noise of the world. And the theme for the retreat is turn your eyes upon Jesus. I'm so excited about this retreat because the details have just been falling into place. Things keep happening to confirm to me that God's hand is all over this time together. So if you're a woman out there and you are interested in joining us, you can still register, but time is running out. Head over to the blog, click on the button for the Simply Living for Him retreat and register today because we would love to see you there at the beautiful lodges at Gettysburg, July 13th to the 15th. Again, this is Karen Debuse and uh, my blog is simplylivingforhim.com and I thank you for listening again to another podcast episode. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.